Musket Guys. TV on the radio. Podcast starring Tommy Woodard and Eddie James. And now, the Skit Guys. And we are clapping in three, two, one. Jin, did you toot over there? Was that? My goodness. Our producer just tooted. Cut that part out. Oh my, no, no, you leave it in. You leave it in. Editor, don't, don't take out that. Cut it out. Do not. Hey, don't be so judgy. Cut it. Don't be so judgy. Leave it in. Cut it. She... You Hold on, let me cut. ask. Jen, the producer, are you okay with your toot being in there? Huh? See, yeah. don't be so judgy. She didn't toot. I didn't judge her. I said cut it. We're not cutting it. That stays in because this is a really important, my friend. So. You're a little judgy. I, how did. Jen, Jen, did you feel judged by, by Tommy? No. Huh? No. Oh, see? Yes. She did. How was it judgy? I was trying to protect her. Cut I was saying out. Cut. Her cutting it. We're leaving it in. Producer, it's in because this is our opener. That's the theme. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody. I'm Tommy. I'm Eddie. Hey, we're the Skit Guys. Why did you say three, two, one? We always do that at the beginning. No. So glad to be with you. Now you're judging me and my motives, and I feel bad about it. No, I'm controlling. That's different. Well, I'm Eddie. I'm Tommy. And we're the Skit Guys. Welcome to... Skit Guys Podcast. Yeah, Skit Guys TV on the radio. What, we got off to a ro- rocky start here. No, we didn't. We just started about uh, 30 seconds ago. No, we did not. Oh, yeah. We're keeping the toot in. I don't know. I will mention that toot all day long because it is a part of the fabric of what I want to talk about in this it's, thing. It's in the fabric. Because... <laughs> that was good. That was good, buddy. Hey, I'm Tommy. I'm Eddie. We're the Skit Guys. Welcome to Skit Guys TV on the radio. TV on the radio. All right. So you mentioned something I think is really, really important. What's that? Well, maybe I mentioned it, but I want you to elaborate on it a little bit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What does it mean to not be so judgy? Like our producer, it sounded like a toot, but she didn't toot. Right? Hey, everybody. I'm Tommy. No, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. But... But when somebody does something, yeah, what makes people in our society just want to judge them so quickly? I think. Why, why do you think that is? I mean, it's it's quick now. I think it it makes us feel better about us. If I'm focusing on what I think you've done wrong, yeah, I'm not thinking about what I did wrong. Oh, that's what I think. In essence, I'm building myself up by I tearing that, other people down. Yeah, think about this. I've got enough mess in my own life to focus on. Like, so you, like I should focus on that rather than focus on everybody else's stuff. We're all just trying to live life, right? And we're just judgy. Yeah. Uh, I, I bought a t-shirt the other day. It said, don't be so judgy? Well, it said, be kind. Oh. Everyone you meet is fighting a hard, difficult battle. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's better than mine. Life is it. What was yours? Be kind. Please rewind. But I I got mine at a blockbuster going out of sale. Sale. So I get it. Yours is good. Be kind. Yep. Everyone you meet is fighting a difficult battle. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that's it. But we'd rather not be kind. We'd rather be. Judgy. Right. It's we, easy. Yeah. It's easy. Christians are the worst at being judgy. How many times do you think throughout the, our 30-year friendship that we've judged each other? P- 
30-year friendship. Okay, on the count of three, say the number of times you think you've judged me, and I'll say the number of times I've judged you. Are you okay. ready? Okay. Are you ready? I got, I, I, it's an average. Like a serious number. Right. Okay? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. So one, two, three. Zero. Twice. Oh. I said zero, you said twice. Oh, wow. Let me tell you about my best <laughs> friend. <laughs> In 30 years, I guarantee we've judged each other pretty good. Maybe twice. Yeah. Maybe twice. Uh -huh. You were you were really judgy back in the day, so. And now it's swapped. <laughs> How weird is that? That's so bizarre. Swapped with someone a little more immature <laughs> that is going through a hardship and you're trying to help them out. Is that it? You're mentoring someone? Yes, that's at it. At your local church? Yes. See? Good for you. <laughs> Took that judginess and turned it around. It's true. Flip the script. Yes. It's good. The great thing is I don't remember being judgy. Yeah. But you remind me of it. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? I don't mean? remember any of that, but you're all, you'll tell me about it. Like what? You'll remind me of like sometime when we prayed and I prayed something and it was judgy or like when I said something and it was judgy, like I don't remember any of it. I can't no, remember it last week. It wasn't prayer. It wasn't prayer. It was... It was uh, it was over a book, but it was in high school. That was in high school. I don't remember any that of it. That was in high school, though. <laughs> um, I've made so many mistakes in my life. I've been horrible. I've, yeah, I'm sure I've I've judged people when I shouldn't because you know it's just a natural thing to do. Oh, I do think I'm better than I used to be. I think when you start admitting your own failures, it's easier to not judge people. Yeah. Yeah, I. I think I would get angry a lot because I would I would judge them and write the chapter on them and be and whether I'm right or wrong yeah it would always you know righteous anger or frustrating anger of you know I should have been right on that yeah think about this like in social media the same thing that causes you to envy someone is the same thing that causes you to judge them. Yeah. And that is you fill in the blanks. What you don't know about them, you make up. Every time you look on social media, you're making a judgment. Every time you look on social media, you're making a judgment. When you're looking at pictures, you're making a judgment. You're making, you're making, a, you're making a story of that picture. Yeah. You're talking into that, you're, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's the, right, whether it's the yeah. reality or false reality. I would, if I'm honest, I would probably say probably not every time, but a lot of the times, especially if you don't know the person very well. You're, you're, you're making, if you have feelings about it, as in negative feelings or envious feelings, you're judging. But do you daily go on Facebook and scroll no, through? No. I mean, that I, would be I literally go on social media because you're going to hit once somebody a week, once every two weeks. You're going to hit somebody if you do a little scroll through, yeah, on a daily basis. And I do, I you know, a lot, and, most people do. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. I just don't like social media. I know. I, I, know. I think it is the bane of our existence. I, I think it's going to destroy us. I I agree. I, but I, everybody I, keeps doing it. I'm I one of get, them. I know. I don't understand. I'm not a, not that I understand you. You're judging me. No, I'm not. I don't. I like, I don't know. I'd just rather watch a TV show. Uh, I, it's I'm, more entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Skid Guys TV on the radio, and we have some pretty judgy characters coming up here. <laughs> this, listen. They're judgy. These are some of my favorite videos yeah. we ever made. Yeah. I think they're some of the funniest things we've ever done. They're good. Yeah, they really are. This first one, 
never runners. Eddie knocks it out of the park. I'm a supporting character in this, and Eddie knocks it out of the park. And this guy's judgy. Tell him about Very it. Very judgy, because he, he's never runners. He doesn't want anyone to run the race. No. So he steals everybody's running shoes and breaks, <laughs> breaks her kneecaps if he has to, but he refuses to allow people to run. Folks, when you listen to this, there's a scene that you won't be able to see, but Eddie's character is driving a, a golf cart past a guy who's running and he kicks him into a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> Says neverrunners.com. And I play a guy named Panda. Yeah, Panda. Yeah, I Australian play a guy named Panda. Panda yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're helping me on my website. Right, because I've studied Java, Java and uh, HTML, JavaScript. JavaScript and HTML. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, It's a great one. And then we did one called The Interrogation. Oh. And it's about two cops. A guy named Knox McCoy wrote this. Yep, Knox McCoy wrote this. Very funny. Very funny. Yeah. And it'd be like an interrogation room with one little light bulb and you and I are cops or yeah. we, you think we're cops. Yeah. And we're trying to figure out why this guy won't go to church. We're interrogating him. Yeah, and the other guy that you hear in it, because there's a, a there's a third guy. Yeah. His name's Denver Duncan, dear friend. One of our he's in a lot of our videos. A lot of our videos. He's now a worship leader in Washington D.C. and uh, a great guy. But yeah, the setup is this guy went and visited a church, and he and did he fill out a form or he didn't fill out a form or something? Didn't fill out a visitor's card or so something? We took him in, and so the SVU. The uh, special visitations unit. <laughs> special visitations unit. Yeah, interrogates him. Yeah, it's really good. These are both. I, we kind of say this a lot, but like these are both great videos to go back and watch at skateguys.com. Oh, but great. Yeah. There's some really great physical humor in them. I too. love these. And you know, it's kind of then we take a little twist because it gets, it gets serious. Yeah, we we ju- uh, two characters that are well, three characters really that are very judgy. Yeah. And then we twist it to go uh, on a video called The Verdict, and we, we hear scripture about how a lot of people judge this one person in yeah. scripture. And then you turn it on yourself to go, what, what, are, what are your things? What, yeah. what are your things that you've cast a verdict on yourself, that you've been judge and jury and execution on your own self? Because let's face it, we can be judging other people, oh. but we can downright just be executioner when it comes to ourselves, saying really we're, we're useless, we're no good. Yeah. And we forfeit so many of how, when God says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, love your neighbor as yourself, we forget the as yourself part because yeah. we, 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 we think we're nothing. And how can you show grace to other people if you're not showing it to yourself? How can you love somebody if you don't realize that you were first loved? Boom. You just dropped the hammer. How can you do it? That's good. You can't. I'm judging all those people. I am too. Man. Hey, while they listen to these, let's make a list of people that we we judge regularly. Hey, buddy. Uh-huh. I've already done it. <laughs> I guess who's at the top of that list? The cast from This Is Us. <laughs> Hey, uh, audience, we hope you enjoy this uh, Skate Guys TV on the radio. And listen to it, and we'll we'll meet you at the end, end of the uh, finish line. As I like to say, see you on the flip side. See you on the flip side. All right. Skip Berkey, anti-running advocate. Could you please use full sentences? Oh, good idea. I am Skip Berkey. I am an anti-running advocate. I can think of no other word but plague because that is exactly what it is. You take me to a race and I will introduce you to the Black Death. Fact. There are more sports-related injuries occur from running than any other sport. Fact. 
The marathon is a race that commemorates the death of a Greek soldier who died from running 26 miles away from the Battle of Marathon, ironica, before the Greek soldier fell down dead of exhaustion. Google it, it's true. Fact, there are companies like Adidas and Nike that are making billions of dollars from the exploitation of a sport that causes nothing, nothing but pain. So let's back up for a second. Running hurts people, running kills people, and companies are making billions of dollars off of it. Black Death. Oh, what do we have here? Nice day for a jog, huh? Sure. Do you have any idea what you're doing to yourself? Staying healthy? <sighs> okay. Give me your shoes. What? Does it look like I'm joking? What if I say no? Look, I've got a tire iron in the trunk with your face written all over it. Give me your shoes. Skip gives me free rent for maintaining the website neverrunners.com. As you can see, we do have the latest statistics as it pertains to anti-running, and we've got an anonymous blog uh, for people who are addicted to running. It's um, it's, it's called um, uh, Runaholics Anonymous. I came up with that. Panda, he um, he does our website. I'll tell them. We have people that come to uh, NeverRunners.com all the time. We have about um, 50 to 52 hits a day. Um, pretty much a whiz on HTML, and I am currently teaching myself JavaScript. <laughs> He's being modest. Don't touch. He's a flipping genius. So tell us how you get a nickname like Panda. It's not a nickname. These are my trophies. I obviously didn't run to win them. Tell them how you got them. I steal them from the administration tents before the race ends. Sometimes I help. If they only knew and appreciated why I was stealing them, they would be thanking me. You see, their loss is my gain, which is their gain too. They just don't know it yet. There's a popular saying in the running community, I have legs, therefore I run. Put on shirts and bumper stickers. Well, I have my own bumper sticker. Neverrunners.com! It'll save your life! So, never runners. Oh. Don't yeah. be a part of Never Runners. Yeah. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul talks about running in such a way to win the race that we don't run aimlessly. And you know what? In saying that, he is assuming that we would all run. 
And so if you call yourself a believer in Christ, then maybe it's time to step up and really start running. Yeah, because those two people in the video, they didn't run at all. They did not run at you all. You know, I love your character, Panda. Panda. Yeah, he has no last name, just Panda. No, he's just Panda. Just Panda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love, I love that uh, scene where the camera pans out, and there you are, just kind of, ah! you're right there. <laughs> yeah, he's got like, I think a whole video on Panda would be kind of cool. I think it could be awesome. Because he doesn't run the race, but he's funny. Watch him not run the race. And he knows HTML. Now, I don't know if you've caught on to this fact that we have been best buddies for a while and, um, you know, since high school, which is like yep. five years ago. Yeah, and the most. And during those five years, you've made me laugh, buddy. And that <laughs> last video, the jazz hands guy, that's funny stuff. Well, thanks. That's really, that's really very good. Nice. You, have, hey, you know what, Lee, do you do jazz hands? Do you do jazz hands? No, just show us. Just you don't right have to there. come out. Just show us. Good no? night. He, case for Christ. Get him a case to sit on. Ooh, he just, oh, he's, he's doing still. him. He's doing him. I don't know if he's exasperated or what this means. Your time's coming up. We have one more video, and then you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, what does that look like um, when you yeah. do this next character but you're trying to get someone to talk about something. Yeah. I don't want to give it away. Well, we're interrogating them. Hmm. Hmm. Watch this, see what you think. In the church congregational system, attendance-based offenses are considered especially heinous. In New Jersey, the dedicated detectives who investigate these villainous crimes are members of an elite squad known as the Special Visitation Unit. These are their stories. Hey, Frank, why don't you make our friend feel a little more comfortable? Okay, okay. Shh, shh, shh. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, 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 hey. I thought you were just going to untie his hands. I didn't know you were going to rip that off his face. No, it's okay. I can untie it. Hey, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do what? Don't apologize. Be tough. You're the cop. Yeah. You, I'm not sorry for you. I take back my apology. I take it back all day long. There you go. There you go. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? You know what? I thought maybe a little nap you took might have refreshed your memory a little bit, huh? You know, because you were sleeping like a log. You what? was you were soaring logs and snoring. Who, who are you? Well, I am your worst nightmare, Todd. Worse than a clown. This, this has got to be some kind of mistake. Mistake? You better be glad I didn't make a mistake and mistake your face for one of those things that the kids blow up and then Frank, they punch Frank, them Frank, and they Frank, 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 Sorry about that, Todd. Hey, my name's Daryl. You too good to shake my hand? What? My hands are tied. All right, my bad, my bad. I should have thought of that before. All right. I think I can help you out. Help me help you, all right? Now, forgive my friend. He gets a little carried away over these types of things, all right? I'd love to help you out, but I, re I really don't know what's going on. Todd, 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 is that, is that what you're gonna say? You are making this very, very difficult, Todd. You have, you have no idea why you are in this room with me and my unstable partner? I don't, I, uh -huh. I really- Oh, I am so close to your face. Give me a reason. Frank, give me a reason. Franklin, Franklin Samuel Rogers. <laughs> Ask you not to use my real name. I need you to back off. Back off. Wait. What? Are you guys even real cops? Hey, 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 hey. Focus, focus, focus. Are we even cops is not irrelevant here. What's not irrelevant is what I have in this little manila envelope here, all right? I'm gonna show you some pictures, Todd. I want you to focus, all right? And what do you see? Take your time. What do you see? Focus on the pretty pictures. What do you uh, see, huh? 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 It looks kind of like some kind of church. Some huh? kind. 
kind of church. That's not some kind of church. That is my church. Tom. My church too. That is the church. Well, I go with my family and my mother-in-law. My grandma, God rest her soul, used to go to church there in 1906. I go to church there and I sing in the choir. I am in the Christmas cantata. He does sing high tenor. He has a beautiful voice, Todd. It's a beautiful voice. Frank, 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 I need you to dial it down. Dial it down. Yeah, I, I remember being there a couple weeks ago. Is that what this is about? Oh, is that what this is about? 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 That's what this is about. You came to our church, you walked through our doors, and then you left, and you never came back. And we couldn't get a hold of you, Todd, because you did not fill out a connection card. Somebody's in trouble. T-R-U-B-L-E. Trouble. Why are you doing this? Hey, 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 looky, looky here, looky here, looky here, looky here. We have a spreadsheet right here of all your sins that you've done in the past week. Now, how do we have these sins, you ask, Todd? Because we've been following you. We put a GPS in your frontal lobe when you were not looking. Now, I would hate for this little spreadsheet to get into the wrong hands. Yeah, like, you know, maybe a boss. Uh, I don't know, maybe a, a boss. Why are you doing this why, to me? Why are we doing this? Because we can help you, Todd, and you can help us. Our pastor wants us to get new people to the church, and you are a new person, Todd. And what pastor wants? Have to get. No, th this is ridiculous. You're I, ridiculous. No, I'm not going with you anywhere. I'm not going You're anywhere not even with a real you. Cop. You're not a real cop. Quiet. Settle, settle, settle. Stop it. Get out of here. But Todd, I'm losing my patience with you. Todd, focus. I'm losing my patience with you. Yes or no? You're gonna help us no. out? What? No. You're not gonna help us no. out. No. All right, Frank. I think it's phase two of our interrogation. What? What's phase two? are on in this episode. Stop it. No, seriously, we've got uh, we've got Panda, we've got Jazz Hands Guy, and now uh, Bubblegum Guy. Stop it. No, no. No, no, no grown man wants to be known for no. being called Panda, Jazz Hands, and Bubblegum. Well, you've done it. DVR this episode, because it's a keeper. It's stop a keeper. It. I'm just making a case that God has put in your DNA stop. that you got the comedy. Stop, 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 stop. Well, oh, I said case. That's I know. A big deal. It, you say case, and Lee thinks it's time for him to come if out. If I say Lee Strobel, then you come out. Okay? But not right then. Oh, not I yet. Why, why, oh, Lee. Okay, look, well, I got to take over here. Look, enough of me, okay? Now it's time for you time, okay? Me time. I want everybody to watch a video that just you made. And it actually works great with Case for Christ, Lee not Strobel's yet. setting, is, because his setting is in a courtroom. And this next video is a courtroom drama oh. starring Ed James. It's our segment that we call Things That Make You Go Time and time and again, a courtroom scene. Someone is being charged with a crime. And the lawyers parade the witnesses in and out. Their very testimonies have the power to swing the pendulum of fate. 
the jury. They sit and they listen and they deliver a verdict. And then the judge slams down the gavel and declares a sentence. But what about you? Is the jury still out on you? Do you live this day in and day out existence though someone has handed you a guilty verdict? It feels like we live the good parts and the bad parts of our lives as though they're on a set of scales. And inevitably, the bad stuff, it always seems the heaviest. In John chapter eight, we find a woman that was literally dragged out of bed with the man that she was having an affair with. I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, she was caught in the act. We know nothing about her past. We have no idea if this is a long-standing affair and she just really didn't feel bad about it anymore. Or, or maybe she had a cruel husband and she felt depressed and all of a sudden here comes this man that just finds her fascinating. Regardless, the two of them in a fit of passion make this huge mistake and she had no idea that she was gonna be torn from that bed, thrown into public, probably naked, to tumble upon the feet of Jesus and her accusers want Jesus to judge her. Can you imagine the tape that was playing in her mind that day? Oh, what have I done? I can't believe I keep making the same mistakes. Look at these people judging me, mocking me. I've gone too far. I have gone way too far for God to ever love a screw-up like me. Those are real thoughts. And if I'm honest, there's been a good portion of my life where I felt like my soul has been in the courtroom. Not that I was thrown in front of a large crowd where all my sins lay naked for the whole world to see, but I know what I've done. I have dark secrets just like you. I have declared myself guilty. How does guilt manifest itself in everyday life? Have you ever been given a compliment but you just brush it off? Has anyone ever tried to break through that tough exterior to show you love but your wall is so high there's just no way anyone can get through and you find yourself yet again alone? Shame and guilt are powerful prisons. But it doesn't have to be that way. There is no jury declaring you guilty. Our innocence is found in Christ. The only sentence you have is found in Romans chapter 8 that says, For there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Those would be the words that would change this woman's life forever. But before she heard those words, she heard Jesus say as he looked at the crowd, If any of you have never made a mistake, if you are perfect, go ahead and start throwing rocks. And Jesus looked at this woman and said, woman, where is your jury? Who's condemning you? And the woman looked around and everybody was gone. And she looked at Jesus. She said, no one, no one is condemning me. And then Jesus looked at the woman and said, well, I don't condemn you either. Go, go and sin no more. Can you imagine the look on this woman's face when she realized her sentence? Not guilty. And 
we have been given the same verdict. Aren't you tired of beating yourself up over your past? When are you going to stop being judge and jury and even executioner of your own life? Because if you look in the jury box, no one is there. And if you go to the judge's bench, no one is swinging a gavel declaring your condemnation. And there's not going to be any surprise witnesses coming in at the last minute to bring up embarrassments from your past. You are free. So the verdict, uh, what you couldn't see, was Eddie um, walking through a courtroom in chains and uh, being judged. But then you flip everything and you realize he's judging himself. Yeah. You know, um, I was talking to someone the other day and they were really struggling with feelings, um, feeling guilt, you know. And one of the things I told them was I said, hey, you need to choose grace over guilt. Uh, in your own life, because when you when you don't accept God's grace, when you well, let me say it this way: when you carry around guilt all the time, you cheapen God's grace, mm. because His grace has covered everything that you've done wrong. And this person was really struggling with it. And what I thought was really cool was they went home and they wrote grace, and then a line, and then guilt so grace over guilt and they mm. put it on a bunch of cards and just stuck it all over their house that's good so that their thought process could change and instead of sitting around judging themselves they went okay i'm gonna receive god's grace that's good that, that yeah. uh it reminds me when i was a youth minister and uh, i had this little kid named steve and uh we were doing discipleship and he would come in and we he'd do stuff around the church office and stuff but we'd always take time to do a little bible study yeah. and i told him to go home and uh read Romans eight, you know, what can separate you from the love of God? Mm. And, and I go, Hey, did you, did you read the passage? You know, and there were some questions and he answered all of them. And then he comes to the last question and I go, okay, well, what's the, let's say, and so the last question in our time together, what can separate from the love of God? When you read that scripture, what can separate you, you know? Yeah. And uh, he goes, oh, it's not in there. And then, uh, you know, I'm like 22, huh. 23 and I'm like, I'm rereading it. Go, yeah, it's in there. What can separate you, buddy? He reads it out loud, you know, nor death, nor life, nor angels, nor, you know, principalities, yeah. you know, because it's not in here. Steve, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I'm judgy. I'm being judgy. Right, you know, right. I'm judgy. This kid can't read the Bible. What's, What's going on? This kid? Yeah, read it again, buddy. <laughs> he reads it again. I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor, you know, it's like, I'm telling you. It's not in here. It's not in here. And then like this light bulb moment. And and uh, I was just, you know, student ministry is so great on these aspects because his little ninth grade face, it was just like, it's not in there. It's not in there. It's a... <laughs> he's looking at the Bible. He's reading it silent. He's like, it's like nothing. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing. Oh, man. You know, and I'll never forget that. I mean, that so nothing. Yeah. We separate ourselves, but... We can't even... Like we can't separate, we can't ourselves, separate yeah, ourselves from, from yeah. the love. We Nothing. try, yeah. we try yeah. in our, in our physicality, in our brains and, you know, in even our estrangements of not even wanting to do God stuff. Yeah. We don't feel it, but yeah. it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good.
So nothing can separate you. Nothing. So choose grace over guilt and receive God's love. And uh, don't be judgy. Don't be judgy. You've kind of been looking at me that way through this whole episode. <sighs> I know. Yeah. You're so judgy that you would think that I'd be judging See, you. See, and you just judge me for being judgy. <sighs> don't be judging Jared Executioner, buddy. Buddy. I'm well, not. But, yeah, you are. No, you, no, I'm not. All right, all right, all right. You're being judgy. I know you are, but what am I? Judgy. I know you're, but what am I? Judgy. I know you're, but what Judgy. I know you're, judgy. See you next time, audience. Bye. Bye. Love you, buddy. Love you too, man. Bye. Bye. Bye.